Today on the Toppy Show, GOP debate highlights. Bud Light video gets about 160,000 views, but only manages to get 10 likes. Disney loses South Carolina State Fund. Amazon is cutting their clothing fees in order to compete with Sheen. General Motors wants employees to come back into the office. And Wild Banana lead poisoning con cases continue to mount. All of that and much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guy stays quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December, so if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Amazon cutting clothing reseller fees in order to compete with Sheen. Now, that is one of the most simplest and beautiful things in capitalism is competition creates the best opportunities for customers and the end users. Now, Sheen is a China-based fashion apparel clothing e-commerce company. They're growing exponentially and eating up market share. Now, granted, it's still small relative to Amazon, but... They are, as youth might say, up and coming. So, in order to try to compete with them, Amazon has to make it more, give a little bit more incentive for clothing designers to actually sell on Amazon's platform. Now, this comes to us thanks to Rookie Shen on LinkedIn, and they noted that Amazon is specifically cutting the seller fees for clothing priced under $20 in what they say is a move to compete against China's fastest fashion-based company, Sheen. Now, beginning in January, seller fees on clothing cheaper than $15 will drop to 5% and items priced from $15 to $20 will drop to 10%. Both fees will have have been 17%. Jeez Louise. That is a pretty penny. No, granted, nowadays pennies are trash. It's 99.99% zinc. But a vintage pretty penny perhaps is more accurate since those are actually made of real copper and were actually worth something. Now, they also know that Sheen shifted his focus past summer from its branded apparel to an Amazon-like e-commerce marketplace using third-party vendors to sell a vast variety of products. Now, they did also say that Insider Intelligence reports that Amazon dominates the e-commerce in the United States with 33% of all online sales, six times more than the closer competitor, Walmart. I mean, six times, actually, it almost doesn't sound enough. Anecdotally speaking, I'm the only person I know of who's actually used walmart.com to buy something. Well, what did I buy? It was a random tent panel for one of the IT events we were hosting. We bought a tent with our logo on it and we wanted to put up the panels on it. And one of my friends said, you know, check Walmart out. And truth be told, they had what we needed. Those extra little panels that you pop on the side of the tent. And they came ahead of schedule with free shipping. So. I mean, small sample size, but it worked pretty good for me, and I didn't have to pay for Walmart Plus or XY Banana Falcon or whatever they call their premium subscription service. Now, it'll be interesting to see. Sheen is very much focused on fashion in particular. It'll be interesting to see, will they eventually gain enough traction where Amazon just buys them out? Or do where will this really put the sellers? Are the sellers going to put the effort into putting their items for sale on both platforms? Will this give them an extra incentive just to go straight to Amazon? It'll be interesting to see, but as I usually say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have General Motors wants employees to come back to the office. 
which is a treacherous thing to say the least, considering they are headquartered in Detroit. Which, yeah, that's, let's just say it's not the easiest place to retain or hire talent, because it's been, it's a nice way of saying the crime capital of the world. Oh, not the, well, it's been precarious to say the least. Let's just say my parents got out as soon as they could, and my family is now, now all out of Detroit. Now, this is according to Melissa Cantor, come from LinkedIn News. And this is right after GM had that fun little, what's the next word just saying, argument? Well, they had a little rigmarole with the UAW, United Auto Workers, which, geez Louise, is going to increase the cost of goods sold exponentially. I believe it's now an extra, was it $700 per vehicle sold now, thanks to the UAW contract at a time when GM is trying to trim the fat from their budget and trying to streamline the company and make it more competitive with Tesla. Again, people wonder why I keep referencing Tesla when I'm talking about General Motors. It's what Mary Barra wants. She's the CEO of General Motors. That's who they name as their biggest competitor. That's where they want to compete with. I don't think that's prudent because Tesla has such a big leap in terms of technology and advantages and infrastructure in that regard. I think it's going to be a tall order to try to compete in that regard, especially direct head to head. But that's the direction they want to move the company, which is a shame because one of my favorite vehicles recently I ever drove was the Cadillac CT4. The Blackwing. One of my buddies got, and it's a twin turbo, and he had the stick shift. Went to the track, and it was amazing. And those will no longer be around because the man, GM wants to have Cadillac full EV by 2030. Ridiculous to say the least. Now, it looks like they want all their employees to start coming back to the office if they live within 50 miles of an office. Is the company's second attempt to call workers back from their desks three days a week? having softened its first effort last year after employee pushback. The new policy goes to effect in January. They also know that the rival Ford still has a flexible hybrid policy, according to Bloomberg. GM salaried employees will, on average, receive a raise of 3.5%, citing anonymous sources, increase well below the 6% gains from union members. Jeez Louise. And keep in mind, not all, but being in a union is pretty cushy in terms of can't help but notice there's a lot of free time and sitting around. I'll just say that much. And for the record, I have family on both sides of the automotive community in terms of union versus management. So it'll be interesting to see. So many companies, they're just, they've given up. They just know people want to work from home. A lot of companies, unless you're physically manufacturing something or you're doing some very specific task, there's just such an overwhelming benefit to working from home. I mean, not just your time to travel to work, but also gasoline, tolls, all stress of doing all that, as well as just the feeling of being dead inside if you don't have three pedals or manual transmission. Imagine having to drive an hour to get to work in an automatic transmission vehicle. I, I couldn't fathom, I, I, I couldn't take it to be honest. That's why all my vehicles always have three pedals, also known as being on transmission, so that no matter where I have to go, I always smile because I have to shift, do a little downshifting, it's Quite exhilarating, I recommend it to say the least. But in all seriousness, it'll be interesting to see, does this push people to go to a different company? Are they going to get sick of working for General Motors, which has been struggling lately? And again, looks like within 50 miles of an office, you got to feel bad for that guy who's only 47 miles away from his office. Or at that point, do you just buy an extra apartment, you know, four miles down the road and then you say oh no i'm actually 51 miles away from the office sorry bob i can't go to work can't go to work uh, physically on monday i'll just uh telecommute 
I'll just work work from home. Let me know, would you quit your job today if they forced you to come back to the office five days a week or even just three days a week? I would be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Disney losing South Carolina state funds as the state will divest. Now this is coming from the Gazette, specifically, looks like here, Zachary Halsenkak, Washington Examiner. They noted that South Carolina announces the state is divesting from Disney over the Twitter spat. So because Disney, turns of the business blunder of the century, decided to get involved in politics, inserting sexual themes into children's films and animation. It's a far cry of what it used to be, and Walt Disney's his whole dream for the company has fallen far from that. And because of that, they've alienated about half of the U.S. market. More, truth be told, probably half of the global market, since on average, I think a lot of topics, so when it comes to politics, usually 50-50 on average. And because of that, Disney decided, all right, well, we're also gonna we're gonna withdraw our funds from Twitter because we claim they're anti-Semitic because Media Matters is calling Elon anti-Semitic, which is ridiculous to say the least. And they're just trying to bully him to acquiesce to give into censorship. Now, specifically, they know that quote South Carolina state funds will no longer be tied to Disney as Republicans blast the company for pulling ads from X, formerly known as Twitter. South Carolina State Treasurer Curtis Loftus announced last Tuesday that Walt Disney Company is being removed from the Palmetto State's approved investment list. In a letter, he argued that Disney has abandoned its fiduciary responsibility and duty to investors by boycotting X. Which, I agree, not just because of that, but they also have done that by alienating so many of their current and prospective clients by making crappy films, injecting politics. The Marvels is doing so bad, they're not even going to report sales figures. That's the one where they had three female leads for the superhero movie. And it has won, it, it did win an award as being the worst Marvel film of all time, physically speaking. Although, let's be honest, it's probably the worst in terms of the story as well. Now, it looks like Loftus Office Portfolio also has about $105 million of Disney debt instruments that will mature as scheduled and will not be replaced according to the treasurer. Loftus said he will focus on the equity portfolio in the coming weeks. He continued to say, quote, Disney has abandoned its fiduciary responsibilities to its investors and customers by joining far-left activists in boycotting legal, tax-paying, employment-created corporations to further Disney's political agenda, unquote. That, again, was in a statement from Mr. Loftus. Loftus also bashed the company over Bob CEO Bob Iger's pulling of advertising on X. The Twitter's owner, Elon Musk, has been embroiled in a firestorm over X and raised eyebrows when he rebuked pulling ads from it. And of course, you have Elon infamously saying, quote, don't advertise. If someone is going to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go F yourself. Go F yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hi, Bob, unquote. Where he specifically was calling out Bob Iger in the audience, which was priceless to say the least. And these are going to have a huge domino effect or a ripple effect. Because again, a lot of these state funds, there's... A lot we can do as individuals in terms of, let's say you and a family member have a retirement fund and you're taking money and you're investing in different companies. Now, the bigger effect is when you have some of these t state funds, these state investments, where they're huge. And when they start to pull their money, that maybe, and again, this is just one instance, I don't think this is going to be enough to actually make Disney acquiesce to doing intelligent things again. 
But if the more and more states follow Q, it may. Let me know in the comments, but I think there could be a small sliver of hope for Disney. Perhaps. Well, probably not. Probably not really. But mm, maybe. Probably not. But nevertheless, as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting cultural news, you have a Bud Light video getting about 160,000 views and getting about 10 likes. Now, oopsies. Go in here really quick. Good old pop-ups. Now, a little loud as usual. Now, this looks like it's... Alright, so this is Bud Light's direct YouTube channel and they have again 170 no 197,000 subscribers and it's got 161,000 views specifically and this is over a couple days so it's not like this number is like within an hour of it being posted no it's had time for the audience in the whole world to go and check it out if they want to or more accurately they didn't now this is the commercial with Manning which we covered on Twitter but this one, it's even more pathetic in terms of the statistics. Now, it's only about 15 seconds long, thankfully, so it's not too painful. So I'll go ahead and I'll play Eli, or Peyton, one of the Mannings. One of the sports balls guys. He goes up to the bar. What do you have? Two bright lights, please. Actually, uh, make it a round for the bar. Round for the Would anyone be, again, would anyone ever really be happy if they won or they just got a free Bud Light at a bar? Like these people are cheering like they won the lottery. It's Bud Light, folks. It's technically not toxic waste, I believe. But I certainly wouldn't be inubrate, like so bombastically happy if someone offered to buy me a Bud Light, if anything, I'd be insulted. I'd be like, a Bud Light? Well, why? Why would you think I'd want that? I mean, if granted, I'm not a big beer aficionado. Truth be told, I appreciate a spirit when the occasion calls for it. But, again, there's only four seconds left of this ad, so we'll play the rest of it. And then they throw beers across the whole bar. And I forget the other guy. I think his name is Emmett. Another, Emmett Smith, the other sports balls player. And yeah, that's not safe behavior either. They're throwing beer in a bar. Though, presumably, if when Eli, wait, Peyton, whenever the Manning brothers, whatever the Manning guy is, if you were to throw that Bud Light beer and the aluminum can were to hit someone in the head, you could argue that is less detrimental to the person's health than if they were to actually consume the product. So perhaps there's a silver lining there. Now, again, statistically speaking, it's almost impossible to have this bad of a ratio. And let me know what's your favorite plugin to find out the dislike ratio, because YouTube, of course, got rid of it because it made certain politicians look bad. But if I just go and pull out the calculator here, it's almost mathematically impossible. So 10 people like this out of 161,000 people who viewed the thing, which means... If I turn that into a percentage, do a little math here today, 0 0.0062 people who saw it liked it, which is, again, nothing. I, presumably, there's more than 10 people who still work at Bud Light, and yet even they couldn't be bothered to actually check out the video and like it, or their family members couldn't either.
So 161, and then if you go to the comments, there actually are two comments. One is from Felipe Valdez and says, quote, Surprise Bud Light hasn't sponsored the Pride Parade yet, unquote. That got one like. Now the other comment is from Christina Mendez, says, quote, I had to do a double take, actually. This person says, quote, Great tasting beer to enjoy with friends, unquote. Got one like, too. Which, I believe, was it Garth Brooks talking about friends in low places? I can't imagine how low a place your friends would have to be to enjoy a Bud Light together. I mean, it's almost like a sad, depressing film or movie or a drama. Or like, you're down on your luck. You're drinking Bud Light in an alley or some type of dystopian nightmare. Or maybe it's the dystopian future where that's the only beer that's left. I, I can't think of like a happy, jovial situation where you would intentionally spend time with people you care about and consume a Bud Light. Like, even before the controversy, it was, Bud Light, in my opinion, was known for being cheap. The stuff usually had no choice. Like if you went to a party in college and you paid the little door fee, there's usually a keg, like one keg of beer there. And it was Bud Light. It's not getting a choice. Uh, it's the question. Has everyone actually purchased a Bud Light soberly? Like, has anyone ever made that decision? Like, yes, I will choose that over another beer. I've never seen that in person. I've seen, you'll go to a bar and they'll have like Bud Light on the menu. They'll have like a Shiner Bach. And truth be told, last time we hosted an IT event at a sports balls game, granted a small sample size is about 13 prospective clients. Everyone got, um, spe not specs. Everyone got a couple of different beers, but overwhelmingly they chose Shiner beer. Not a single person chose Bud Light. But that's just that small use case. Again, culturally speaking, Bud Light is continuing to shoot themselves in the foot, though perhaps, eh, probably worse than Ron DeSantis shooting himself in the high-heeled boot. But it'll be interesting to see, does this ever turn around their decline in sales? I mean, people love them sports balls, and these are famous sports balls players, apparently. So maybe this will help bring back the fans? I'm pretty pessimistic, but that's just me being fascinated here, what you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, Vivek, if I can speak, that would usually help. Going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy's top five GOP debate highlights from December 6th. Now, it is also appreciated that, unlike some candidates, Vivek's team actually puts, or him, I'm not sure it's his personal link, or not LinkedIn, his personal Twitter, but... It is interesting how some of their candidates, I don't know if they're either too lazy or too inept, they can't just put a highlight reel together, which I think is pretty insightful because, as the word implies, highlight, it's what the individual believes are their top moments. It's what's showing the topics they care about the most, maybe it's the top zingers that they got in. It gives you a little bit of insight into their perspective. And yet, the other perspective candidates, I had to dig through their Twitter feed and select multiple videos. They didn't just have one that was a nice compilation. So, I appreciate Vivek actually being a little bit more concise and putting a video together for us. And it went, eh, got about 200,000 views in the first couple hours of posting. 4.5, or no, 4.9 thousand likes. And before the video, Vivek says, quote, Speak truth to power no matter what. And without further ado, I'll play his little clip here. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. 
you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment okay. that actually Thank put you. up the Trump-Russia collusion hopes that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who are licking his boots one time and now Monday okay. morning quarterbacking and criticizing when it's going to be. Roasted. This is a very personal issue to our family. I wanted to take actually a minute to recognize my wife who's here today. Badass surgeon. She did a bunch of cases with cancer survivors earlier today. Flew here to be not tonight. We'll be back at 7 a.m. in Columbus, Ohio tomorrow taking care of those patients in the OR. And on the front lines of people who have actually not swallowed for years. And here's what's something that's awful that's happening in our healthcare system. They'll pay for anything like feeding tubes, doctors to be pill pushers, but for the procedures that can actually make these patients better, we have a broken healthcare system that doesn't pay for it. My wife, Apoorva, in many cases, does not get paid for those procedures. She does them anyway because it's the right thing to do. But that does not work system-wide. So here's the answer. We don't have a health care system in this country. We have a sick care system. We need to start having diverse insurance options in a competitive marketplace that cover actual health, preventative medicine, diet, exercise, lifestyle, and otherwise. And okay. here's how we deliver that. End the antitrust exemptions for health insurance companies. That's where the competitive marketplace begins. Next that's crony capitalism, and that's the answer. Foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send out troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to... Nikki Haley looks like a deer in headlights. Debatably as intelligent. Send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a couple of right there. The donors, the donors right there that are playing with the to just address a topic we didn't talk about tonight but I think is one of the most important topics that needs to be discussed. That is this climate change agenda that is shackling this country like a set of handcuffs. I said it the first debate and I stand by it. The climate change agenda is a hoax because it has nothing to do with the climate. That's what we have to see. 98% reduction in the climate disaster related deaths in the last century. Eight times as many people are going to die of cold temperatures this year than warm ones. 
Yet against that backdrop, there's an issue coming up in Iowa. It's core to Iowa farmers. I met Kim John, Kathy Stockdale, and other farmers who are about to have a carbon capture pipeline built across their land using eminent domain to do it. That's unconstitutional and it's wrong. If you thought COVID was bad, what's coming with this climate agenda is far worse. We should not be bending the knee to this new religion. That is what it is. It is a substitute for a modern religion. We are flogging ourselves and losing our modern way of life, bowing to this new God and climate, and that will end on my watch. Thank you, Ambassador And I think that's deeper here. We were just talking about the trans issue. This is a symptom of a deeper cancer in American life, identity politics. This new religion that says your race, your gender, and your sexuality are your identity. It is anti-American. It is meritocratic. It's anti-meritocratic. And it is dividing this country to a breaking point. And I've spoken about this to the left. My books are all about this. I preach this to the left. But it's even worse when Republicans try to play the same game. We're talking about that transition. Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem, and I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's your puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are to. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize the cancer. Great music. You gotta find a way to pump it up a little bit. And I think it is clever, or it's a good move on the political chessboard for him to go after Nikki Haley, because again, that's the person who's consistently ahead of him in the polls more often than not, and that's someone who has been going up in the polls. Now, Ron DeSantis, it's one of those instances where the odds are he'll just crash and burn on his own. I mean, again, DeSantis started at a high 30 percentile. I believe, what was it, January, in earlier this year in January, he was pulling around 36 point something percent and it just goes lower and lower and lower. Now he's around 12.5%. And that's just a lot because of terrible, terrible marketing and terrible, I don't know who's on his campaign staff or how inebriated or how inept they are, but they're just shooting themselves in their own high heel boots. So realistically, I don't think Vivek really needs to have to really go after DeSantis too much. But Nikki Haley is the one who is increasing in the polls, and I think it is prudent for him to go after her. Now, interestingly enough, do you think most of the comments here will be positive to Vivek's post? Or, as nostalgic people might call it, his tweet? Stay in the comments find out. Let's see. Classic Groy piece says, quote, Let's be real, this was Vivek's top moment. And it's a picture that says, quote, while Vivek Ramaswamy just stated that the Great Replacement is not a conspiracy theory but a government policy, 
time to mainstream this discussion across the West, end quote. They got 78 likes. Right Angle News Network says, quote, keep lighting Nikki up. Follow us if you love Vivek. And there's a picture of Vivek holding up his paper that literally said Nikki equals corrupt. They got 50 likes and pretty brilliant marketing on his part because he knew that was going to become a viral meme. And he even held the paper perfectly so that it would become one, which, again, a big part of politics and shoot some things in life when it comes to just advertising of high fructose corn syrup drinks. A lot of it is name recognition, having the brand out there, having it be more and more recognizable, being at the forefront of your mind. Let's see here. News Nomad replied saying, quote, having access, or I guess this is a, he replied a quote of Vivek. So again, News Nomad says, quote, having XX chromosomes doesn't immunize you from criticism, unquote. Got 45 likes. Stephen Hasty says, quote, truth is a treason in the empire of lies, unquote. Ron Paul, 25 likes. Glenn says, quote, great debate last night, Vivek, unquote, gained 22 likes. Hunter Larson says, quote, I never paid attention to Vivek until last night. I switched from Team DeSantis to Team Ramaswamy. Both great options to go up against the head honcho himself. D.J.T. Unquote, got 29 likes. Joey Manzarano says, quote, you bulldozed them, unquote, gained 83 likes. So it's like, Scrolling down more and more in responses and overwhelming positive responses in here. A lot of people say, a lot of replies getting between zero and five likes, saying things affect things to the effect of, you know, good job, doing great, keep it up, and other accolades like that. Let's see here. And of course, the big question is, how much will this translate into the polls? That's really going to be the big question. In terms of social media, this was a great post in terms of overwhelming majority of people who responded are all very much in support of Vivek. But it'll be interesting to see, I mean, what really happens in the polls and does this help him go up? And was his were his critiques about Nick Haley, is that going to get him to the point where he actually surpassed her again in the polls as he briefly had a few weeks ago in the poll aggregator, 538.com? It'll be interesting to see. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Ron DeSantis GOP debate highlights from December 6th. Now, interesting enough, and again, Ron, unfortunately, again, I don't want to say his marketing is terrible, but let's just say Bud Light New Coke, it's probably in the same chapter, if not the same book, of marketing blunders. Because again, it'd be great if he just had a nice compilation of his top zingers, his top points from the debate, but not so much. He had a bunch of individual clips. So this is from his direct... I keep saying LinkedIn because that's my default social media for what I use in my IT company, so I digress. But on Twitter, one of the first things that Ron Sanchez posted was actually about Chris Christie, which I don't know what much advantage there is after going after Chris Christie because Chris Christie is continually below 3% in the polls. He's not much of a threat. He's really not a big deal. At least, you know, well, he is, I guess, physically. But it's I don't know how this is going to help DeSantis. It I guess this does highlight a hot cultural topic, and in that regard, maybe it will assist, but it is funny that one of the first things that DeSantis points out is this. So, DeSantis says, quote, 
as a parent, you do not have the right to abuse your kids, unquote. And it goes to a clip of Chris Christie at the GOP debate. Don't know that slippery slope. What rights are going to be taken away okay. next? And you what's do going not to be have, on as you. a parent, you do not have the right to abuse your kids. This is cutting off their genitals. This is mutilating these minors. These are irreversible procedures. Uh, and this is something that other countries in Europe, like Sweden, once they started doing it, they saw it did incalculable damage. They've shut it down. I signed legislation in Florida banning the mutilation of minors because it is wrong. We cannot allow this to happen in this country. And, and I know Chris disagrees with me, and I think he has an honest position. Uh, Nikki disagrees with me. She opposes the bill that we did to ban that. She said the law shouldn't get involved not. with it. You said the law shouldn't get involved with it. She also, though, I think, and this is flows from what she did as governor of South Carolina, you know, they had a bill to try to say that men shouldn't go into girls' bathrooms. And she killed that bill, and she bragged that she killed that bill. Even to this day, she bragged that. I don't think men should be going into little girls' bathrooms. I think it's wrong, and I think we have every right to protect them from that. Yeah, I stand corrected. That was actually pretty good by Ron DeSantis. Let's see here. And it's interesting. Again, I don't know what Chris Christie is doing in terms of, well, most likely he's just, he's just fighting to get a cabinet in the Democratic Party. But it is astonishing. Well, I guess not too, too, it shouldn't be, but it is that Chris Christie or anyone publicly is against those types of policies in terms of Chris Christie saying, oh, no, you shouldn't be allowed to do those things to your children. Now, that clip got 222,000 views and 5.1 thousand likes. And the first comment comes from Newspeed Colony interesting name this person says quote i have no kids and yet this is still one of the most important issues for me any republican that feels the quote-unquote law cannot interfere with child abuse no more deserves to be called conservative let alone our nominee unquote got 44 likes someone by the name of jessica says quote it is literally irreversible damage every parent needs to read this book unquote got 49 likes and it was a picture of the book by Abigail Shriver, or Schreier, I apologize if that's not the way you pronounce her name, in which she talks about, the book is called Irreversible Damage, and it is called The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, and I know that book went viral, I believe it came out about a year ago, let's see here, the comedian says, quote, exactly leave the kids alone, and it is a picture of the Terminator saying the LGBTQIA agenda and under the desk hiding his children. And it got 53 likes. Let's see what other comments we got here. Restore Sandy 2024 says Terminator Ron. In his picture of, I think it's Terminator 2 with Arnold saying, of course, I'm the Terminator. It got 22 likes. Which is pretty, I don't know, that might be the first time I heard that. Terminator Ron. Interesting. Let's see. Sherry Tanner says, quote, wow, DeSantis is smart enough and strong enough to clean up this country. He will stop the woke agendas against our innocent children. Unquote, gained 12 likes. Let's see here. What the hell? Gotta love advertisements on the Twitter. Although this week, eh, later this week, I'll probably upgrade it. And partially just to support Elon and get the Twitter blue for my work profile. Let's see here. Eh? And then you got a bunch of comments getting between zero and five likes, all giving Rod accolades and much, much stronger than usual response. Usually there's much more critique and criticism. 
when it comes to Ron DeSantis on the Twitter, or again, as 12 people call it, X. Now let's go to Ron DeSantis' second clip, or rather, another post that he had post-debate. And this is about 47 seconds long, and Ron DeSantis says, quote, I stood up for little girls. Nikki Haley didn't. And without further ado... And this shows how hypocritical Ron continues to be. When he was running for governor and they asked him about that, he said he didn't think bathroom bills were a good use of his time. You can go look that up. I signed a bathroom bill in Florida, so but that's obviously no. not true. <laughs> so the idea that you would say that I, I was signed against it, that. you didn't. You killed it, I signed it. I we stood didn't. up for little girls. You didn't do it. And there was this going on. I was actually just in South Carolina. Some of the legislators told me at the time there were boys going into the girls. That's the there whole reason not. why they no, did no, it. No, 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 no. And so they say when she does that explanation that that doesn't hold water. And this is the upstate of South Carolina. Ron, I signed the bill. I protected the girls. Do you know girls. South Carolinians? She did not do, do you know it. South I know that. <laughs> that was pretty persuasive. Now that got 160,000 views, 3.4 thousand likes. And I'm not a gambling man too much. Well, I mean, I guess I do gamble on myself starting businesses. But nevertheless, if I were a traditional gambling man, I would say the comments, let's say 70% in favor of Ron. Let's dive in and find out. Someone by name of Restore Sanity 2024 says, quote, Honestly, Nikki's not very good at the whole elected official thing, unquote. Getting 36 likes. Frank Kapiloff says, quote, the D-Simps and bird brain battle is amazing, unquote, getting 21 likes. Which is the first contrarian statement for Ron thus far, or against him. Let's see. Chase says, quote, with a smile, oh man. Chase says, with a smile like that, you shouldn't talk about little girls so much, unquote, getting 11 likes. Which is referencing Ron DeSantis' awkward smile, which, yes, it's awkward, but Truth be told, I don't have much ground to stand on with my smile either, so I can't critique him too hard for that. Let's see here. Dan Beard says, quote, yes to Ron DeSantis for signing the bathroom bill. And there's a picture of, looks like a gentleman and a daughter sitting in a living room. And the caption says, quote, a man followed a girl into the bathroom, stating he identified as a woman. The man's teeth were knocked out by the girl's father, who identified as the tooth fairy, unquote. They got 20 likes. Ooh. Bootgate is back. Troy responded saying, quote, is your little girl, is your little girl boots, unquote, getting 13 likes. Referencing Ron DeSantis's questionable boots, which could suspiciously maybe help heighten him. Another conspiracy for another time, perhaps. Let's see here. Well, this got this is a very popular contrarian statement. Phi Fell thirteen, rainbow emoji, blue wave, orange square. I mean, I know I'm not as young as hip as I used to be, but what on earth does an orange square mean now? Now I have to know. What's the internet say? What is an orange? What is a orange square? Emoji mean. 
Oh, okay. It is used to represent a warning or caution. Really? Okay, well, five rainbow blue wave orangey orange square says, quote, you would force a 11-year-old girl to tear, to carry her rapist fetus to term, unquote. They got 43 likes. And it's obviously, <coughs> excuse me, meant to be a dig at Ron DeSantis. Now, interestingly enough, no, eh, let's see. I didn't see, is there people responding to that statement? So Mama Bear 406 responded to that statement saying, quote, that is a lie. Also, he passed the death penalty for rapist, unquote. 11 likes from the Mama Bear statement. I'm not sure on the legality of the laws or if he did pass that law. I'd have to look into it to see if that did pass. Although, truth be told, that would not be a bad idea. But that's just my three cents. Used to be two cents, but 40-year hyperinflation, gotta be three cents. Should be four cents, but I'm a generous man. Though it's still free to click the subscribe button. Let's see. Ricky Ricardo says, quote, what is, quote, name two people who wear high heels, unquote, for $100? Got seven likes. Sir Mega Leftist Bane, first of his name, says, quote, Vivek clapped her so hard, crazy to see so many rhinos in the crowd, unquote, getting three likes. Let's see here. I don't know who this is, but Suzanne Cooking Mama says, quote, can we talk about your close friends, the Zeglers, unquote, getting 18 likes. Let's see here. Judith Olson says, quote, translation, Nikki Haley, a female, is beating you in the polls, and the big GOP donors are now supporting her, unquote, getting 10 likes. So, interestingly enough, this is, in terms of the feedback, eh, Scrolling more and more, it's probably around 60% supporting of uh, DeSantis. But, as some say, third time is a charm. So let's look at the, th well, the third clip that Ron posted on his Twitter. And this one's a little bit longer. And Ron says, quote, I don't support having a truck driver having to pay a student loan for someone who got a degree in gender studies. That is wrong. When I'm president, these student loans are going to be backed by the universities because they need to have an incentive to produce gainful employment for people, unquote. That is a little quip, clip, so to say. Governor DeSantis, the latest News Nation decision desk poll found that inflation tops the worries of American voters. 61% say they're very concerned, and the working class is hardest hit. Economists say this was fueled by a glut of federal spending. The Biden administration has added $6 trillion to the national debt so far, but President Trump wasn't exactly a penny pincher. His administration added $7.8 trillion. Do Republicans, including President Trump, share the blame for inflation? And what concrete steps would a President DeSantis uh, take to help Americans make ends meet? The borrowing, printing, and spending of money was both parties in Washington, D.C. That's just a fact. These Republicans in Washington have spent, it's driven your prices higher, and it's driven your interest rates to the point where you can't afford. I met a, a young fella in Iowa. He had graduated college a couple years ago, and he's like, Governor, I don't have a chance. I'm gainfully employed. He's like, I have no chance to afford a home and start a family. That is taking the American dream away from people. So we're going to get the inflation down. We're going to get the interest rates down. We are going to reduce spending, and I will be willing to veto, and I vetoed a lot as Governor of Florida, and we'll do that. We're also going to open up all of our domestic energy 
energy for production. Lower your gas prices, lower the price of fuel. That's going to help the economy. It also help jobs, and we'll do it. But you know, another thing that's burdening young people are these student loans. Now, I don't support having a truck driver having to pay a student loan for someone that got a degree in gender studies. That is wrong. We should not have taxpayers do that. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to get to the root cause of the problem. These student loans are going to be backed by the universities because they need to have an incentive to produce gainful employment for people. They should not be indulging in ideological studies. They should be focusing on things that work. And we're going to take some of this money and we're going to move it to actual vocational training. In Florida, we doubled apprenticeships. We have more truck drivers. These are in-demand skills. Don't let anybody tell you that the only way you can be successful is through a four-year brick and ivy degree. That's one way you can be. It's not the only way. And we're going to fix that problem in the United States of America. It definitely doesn't help that the government is guaranteeing all these loans. There's really no incentive for colleges to add any value. I mean, that's why you see so many BS degrees that don't produce anything of substance to society. I mean, certainly there are some degrees where it probably is prudent to actually go to college, you know, learn a few things, but it seems like more often than not, it's just junk and people are paying off their student loans for decades. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a similar sentiment in the comment section. Now that got 327,000 views and 7.7 thousand likes. Now going down into the comment section, someone by name of Camp Beazel says, quote, I don't support any student or truck driver having to pay for millionaires PPE loans, but here we are. And there's a picture that says, Republican lawmakers who had PPP loans forgiven. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, 183K. Representative Matt Gates, 482K. Representative Vern Buchanan, 2.3 million. Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, 1.4 million. Representative Kevin Hearn, 1 million. Representative Mike Kelly, 787K. They got 183 likes. Someone by the name of Joshua Robinson says, quote, Agree entirely. Nothing gets canceled in Biden's student debt nationalization projects. Just the burden gets transferred to all taxpayers, unquote. Got 12 likes. Darius says, quote, We should also find out why U.S. universities receive billions of dollars of donations from foreign countries, such as Qatar, unquote. Getting 91 likes. Zakara Kortum says, quote, correct, you make your own choices based on your own circumstances. You also deal with the consequences, unquote. Got 50 likes. Matthew says, quote, but what if the truck driver paid student loans for someone that went to medical school, unquote. Got 33 likes. Which, I was going to say, is also ridiculous. Once you graduate medical school, you get your first couple jobs. I don't say that's mentally vacuous to say the least, but of all the degrees out there, medical is probably one of the highest in terms of you're most likely you will get a real job. Now, underwater basket weaving, yeah, probably not. Or gender studies. I mean, there's a lot of degrees that add no value or skill sets. They just exist. And they don't correlate to the real world or getting a real paying job. Medical degrees you could argue that's one of the few degrees that actually does make sense to go to school. Now, that being said, I think you probably learn most of it through an apprenticeship. I wish we had more of those in the United States. I think that it might come back in favor as a learning mechanism or as a kind of a career mechanism. But nevertheless, back to the comments section. Someone by the name of Kathleen Feynman says, quote, Florida students have suffered under DeSantis. 
even Florida SAT scores dropped significantly and down to the 46th in the nation, unquote, got 57 likes. Although, unfortunately, she did not give a link to the reference for the statistic, so I'll have to check it out later, see if it's accurate. Sherry Tanner says, quote, best answer during the debate, 100% behind DeSantis for president, unquote, getting 101 likes. Darby says, you, quote, you sound like a high school debater, unquote, getting 12 likes. Frank Copylove says, quote, you destroyed your own career, Ron. You're not going to be president, unquote, getting 23 likes. And, yeah, I'd say about the rest of the comments, about 50-50 split between su supporting him and not supporting him. So, not, not so great. And, again, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I, I almost don't want to jinx it, or you almost don't want to say it, but... It's not like it could do any worse for DeSantis. Because, again, he started off... Let me pull up this, put the poll aggregator, uh, project538.com for the Republican nominee. I mean, DeSantis, again, he started at 34.6% in the Republican nominee polls for the president. He's down to 12.7. He's just gone down more and more and more. And Nikki Haley has been increasing. Vivek topped... What was it? it looks like Vivek peaked in October. At, oh, yeah, around October at 7%. Now he's around 5% or 4.9%. Chris Christie is somehow still in the race at 2.7%. But again, it'll be interesting to see as we start to get more and more polls. Now that we have the debate, which one of them will actually help them? Will it help propel DeSantis to reverse that trend of going down, like literally just going downhill? Well, it'll be interesting to see, but if I were looking at the Magic 8-Ball, the outlook, well, I can't help but think the outlook would say the odds are not so good. Other interesting political news, you have Nikki Haley's GOP debate highlights from December 6th. Now, this is one of the first clips that she put out, and Nikki Haley said, quote, I took on tough fights. I took on the establishment and Obama and won. We passed one of the toughest anti-illegal immigration bills in the country, and we signed pro-life bills. I've been proud of my conservative record. Join our movement and let's make Joe Biden a one-term president. Unquote. And I got 47,000 views and 684 likes. I have been a conservative fighter all my life. I was a Tea Party candidate when I became governor. We opposed every single corporate bailout we possibly could. We passed tort reform. We passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country. We passed pro-life bills. We moved an unemployment from 11% to 3%. We took on the unions and we took on Obama when it came to the unions, the Syrian refugees and everything in between. And so I've had a fight. And so as much as Ron says that, that's not true. But when it comes to these corporate people that want to suddenly support us, We'll take it, but you can, they don't, I don't ask them what their policies are. They ask me what my policies are and I tell them what it is. Sometimes they agree with me. Sometimes they don't. Some don't like how tough I am on China. Some don't like the fact that I've signed pro-life bills. Some don't like the fact that I may oppose corporate bailouts. That doesn't matter. That's who I am. And that's why the most conservative grassroots group in the country, Americans for Prosperity, endorsed me last week. All right, interesting statement. We'll see if people actually agree with it. Going to the comments section. One of the first comments is from I Abject. And the person says, you're an embarrassment. And they respond with what looks like to be a clip of Nikki. 
For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok, every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic. For- What? Where does she get that statistic from? That, I can't fathom that being true. And again, perhaps, yeah, that's just ridiculous. I got 79 likes, though, and that was one of the top responses thus far. Alex Sulver is another response. He says simply, quote, please withdraw from the race. Fraud, unquote, gaining 48 likes. Andrew McPolin says, quote, you're an establishment. How can you take it on? Unquote, gaining 60 likes. Snake Eyes says, quote, I've never seen anyone get ratioed as much as Nikki. It's beyond entertaining, unquote. Gaining 45 likes. Man, fact check. Technically, Chris Christie, no one gets ratioed better than him. There's actually a phenomenon we coined on the show called the Chris Christie effect in which he had zero positive responses to his tweet. It's a phenomenon that has happened twice. I scrolled through the whole responses from his tweet, and there's two instances where not a single person said a positive thing back, which is mathematically impossible, I know, which is why it's so fascinating. But it looks like there's probably one or two positive statements here for Nikki. I mean, we haven't found, we haven't seen him yet. Let's see if we can find one positive one. Maybe they do exist. Uh, Jay Banks says, quote, I took on the establishment. Laughy emoji. Got 79 likes. Okay, so no, that's not positive. Donika says, quote, you sound like you're trying to take Netanyahu, Netanyahu's place and not Biden's. We should deport you, unquote, getting 26 likes. Carly Atchison says, quote, you're a Democrat, unquote, getting 71 likes. Latoshiha says, quote, the more you talk, the more you actually repel people. Why don't you try sounds for a change? I quote, getting 29 likes. Will Harder says, quote, you're essentially a Democrat. You'd get us in to 10 new wars while funding the police state, unquote, getting 73 likes. Saram says, quote, she is an embarrassment. She is a Democrat. She should quit this race. Vivek smoked her out, getting 30 likes. Total myth today on the Ministry of Truth simply said, posted a picture of Vivek holding his little, what do you call it, legal pad that says Nikki Eagles Corrupt. Got 61 likes. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's literally one positive statement. A lot of people saying she's a liar, getting between two three likes, saying she's part of the establishment. Let's see here. Isabel Singer says, quote, Boeing Nikki is a war-mongering rhino, getting two likes. Going more and more in the comments section. Alan Finch says, quote, you support transgen transgenderism, unquote, getting four likes. Well, let's see. A lot of people noting. Uh, Rgains8806 says, quote, you have lost my vote. Your support of BlackRock and your stance on gays has you done in. Very disappointing, and I will not send another dime. Plus, I'm from South Carolina. I saw some signs recently on things, but I tried to look past. I'm done, unquote. Getting two likes. A lot of people saying LOL. Nikki equals corrupt. UK, a lot of people saying she caves to corporate interest every time. Let's see here. 
A lot of people saying just switch parties, go away. Clown emojis, clown emojis. People saying how she can't reference any of the actual provinces in Ukraine. A lot of people saying she has plans to start World War Three. Let's see. This may, this may very well be a Chris Christie effect, folks, where she has not a single positive response. Last B Industries simply says name the Ukraine provinces. A lot of people saying Vivek exposed that you're a fraud. A lot of people saying name the Ukraine province because she did freeze like a deer in the headlights when Vivek asked that question because, of course, she can't. Let's see here. Getting to the point where these responses don't even have likes. So far down in the comment section, we have been sliding. Show more responses. A lot of people having AI make a picture of, oh, that's horrifying, a compilation or an amalgamation of Nikki Haley and Hillary Clinton. Ugh. And it says, Nikki, ha Nikki Clinton, 2024, proud to be an establishment Democrat endorsed. 11 likes. I would Let's see here. John Luhum says, quote, I would beg to differ as you are being propped up by the rhinos and the left and past contradicts you claiming to be a conservative, unquote, getting one like. That took a couple of minutes, but that's the very bottom of the comics section. And not a single positive response. A mathematical anomaly. She has achieved the Chris Christie effect. Which is also a good example of how you can be a winner and loser at the same time. Not a single positive response to her tweet. Which is astonishing. Though I suppose should not be all too surprising. Now she did have a couple other highlights. We'll pull up the second one. And this one thankfully is much shorter. This comes actually from Americans for Prosperity Action, which obviously endorses and supports her. And they say before the clip, this is a positive vision that will defeat Joe Biden and restore the American dream. We have to stop the chaos, but you can't defeat Democrat chaos with Republican chaos. And that's what Donald Trump gives us. My approach is different. No drama, no vendettas, no whining. We have to. Thankfully, that was a lot shorter than it, than it seemed to be. Well, let's see here. Now, going to the comics section. Let's see here. We've got 90,000 views and 584 likes. First response comes from Dave LJM. Says, quote, delete your account, unquote, getting 123 likes. Andy Barr says you're dreaming, unquote, getting 18 likes. Robert J. Salvar says, quote, cut off genitals of children if the parents say it's cool, unquote, getting 60 likes, which is a reference to her saying, oh, the government shouldn't stop that. Todd Freeman says, quote, this is why she is not the person for the job. She at least says Iran, China, Russia at war. What about the citizens of the USA? Nothing, unquote, getting 85 likes. Tyler Motes says, quote, but plenty of gaslighting her supporters on transitioning kids, men and women's places, and he good buddies over in China, unquote, getting 23 likes. Based Jazz simply says abort, getting 16 likes. 
Let's see here. Kodiak Bear says, quote, who actually likes Nikki? Why? I honestly don't. I actually want to know what makes her an attractive candidate, unquote. Gained 98 likes. Someone by the name of Truth did a response in which they had Vivek photoshopped in terms of holding up the paper that said Nikki was corrupt. They changed it so it says, I'm not a serious person. And that got 31 likes. So, interestingly enough, she did not, again, achieve the Chris Christie effect in which not a single positive response was made into her original tweet. Because this one, it looks, at least this one, is one that's against Vivek and not against her, interestingly enough. As I continue to scroll down, a lot of people pejoratively calling out her track record. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. As a youth might say, it was just, she was still viscerally ratioed. And, again, I've no idea how this is actually going to help her in the polls. Santa? Santa's got Twitter? All right. Well, Santa says, quote, she got absolutely destroyed by Vivek. Laughy emoji. That got 48 likes. And if Santa said it, is it, it must be true. Anna McAray also says, then why are Democrats donating money to her? I don't trust her motives. I'm going to gain 33 likes. So, again, I don't think it's going to help her too much in the polls. She had been increasing, and she is getting a lot of funding which, again, is a key component to how you win presidential debates these or not just debates, but nominees and winning elections these days. So it'll be interesting to see how do all these actions translate to the polls. Does it actually help her as she has? She has increased over the past couple of months. But it'll be interesting to see what the final effect is after the debate. Or, more accurately, after we have some more polls post-debate. Other interesting political news, you have Chris Christie, GOP debate from highlights from December 6th. And of course, he uses it to talk about Trump in nauseam because that, of course he does. Partially because there are prospective Republican voters who do not like Trump, who are looking for something to vote for, so they'll vote for Chris Christie. And also because I suspect, let's be honest, Chris Christie is probably just trying to put himself in a position where he'll get some type of either cabinet position in the Democratic Party or some type of nominee or some type of cushy do-nothing job. Just because, again, all his talking points seem to be from the left. I just, I can't, he, he has to know he's not seriously going to win the Republican primary. He's consistently below 3% in the polls. But nevertheless, he is still there. So before the video, he says, quote, Donald Trump will not be able to vote on Election Day 2024. You can boo and continue to deny reality all you want, but if we continue to deny reality as a party, we're going to have four more years of Joe Biden. I want you all to kind of picture in your minds election day. You'll all be heading to the polls to vote, and that's something that Donald Trump will not be able to do because he will be convicted of felonies before then, and his right to vote will be taken away. You know, you, look... Here's the bottom line. You can boo about it all you like and continue to deny reality. But if we deny reality as a party, we're going to have four more years of Joe Biden. I want you all to kind of picture in your mind. Come on, Elon. I don't know why the videos always automatically repeat themselves on the Twitter or as 12 people call it, X. Some say it's a bug. Some might argue it's a feature. I'd probably say it's a bug, personally. Now, that got 197,000 views and 4.3 thousand likes. And going to the comments section, that'll probably not be good, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Let's dive in and find out. Republicans against Trump says, quote, 
Thank you for being a sane voice on the debate stage tonight, unquote. A positive response to a Chris Christie tweet? I'm not saying we should mark the calendars and make this a holiday, but this is a very rare occasion. Statistically speaking, even more so to say that that got 206 likes. That very well might be the most positive response he's gotten all year, conceivably. Let's keep going. And again, as I said earlier, there are Republicans who do not like Trump, and this is their avenue. I don't think there's enough volume or enough of those people to actually get the nominee, but there's some. Someone by the name of Tracy Ann says, quote, Trump denied you a spot in his cabinet, and you have been on a revenge tour ever since. We love Trump and despise you, traitor, unquote. Got 110 likes from Miss Tracy Ann. Sumnan Pudel says, quote, well said, unquote, getting 24 likes. John Liberty says, quote, you're such a loser, unquote, getting 70 likes. Philip McGuire says, go away, getting 74 likes. Butters says, quote, how are y'all losing the debate to a man not even on stage, unquote, getting 54 likes. Leo Saperstein says, quote, you did great tonight, unquote, getting 48 likes. Now, the person didn't use a question mark. I was just so, that's such a curveball to read. I, I was confused. I, I, would, can only, I can only hear that in my head as sarcasm. But nevertheless, the person did say that, and there are some people that agreed with it. Someone by the name of NorCal Smartass says, quote, LMFAO, I'll bet you get more likes for this post than the total votes in the polls, unquote, getting 21 likes. Don Deal Don says, quote, DT lives right free in the noggin of yours, unquote, getting 68 likes. Conservative Voice says, quote, so you support the left's weaponization of the justice system against a political opponent with bogus charges. That right there should disqualify you as a fascist, unquote, getting 62 likes. Anthony says, quote, you're or one of the worst debate performances in history, zero likability. That only works in New Jersey and New York. Americans are not buying it. I'm quoting 78 likes. Tap for Nerd says, quote, too fat to lead, too hormonal. I'm quoting 24 likes. And a lot of emojis of, what is that? Uh, Porky the Pig from Looney Tunes, I think. I forget that caricature from back in the day. A lot of people saying Vivek 2024, Trump 2024 in the comics. As youth might say, it was fairly ratioed. Again, there were a couple positive ones, but overall, mostly negative. Now, going on to Chris's second highlight. Now, he says, and of course, well, thankfully this is only nine seconds long, and hopefully he has some unique, it is always a little annoying when they have text and the video. Now, I think good marketing is you have the text either enhance the video, lead into the video, or give some type of additional information not shown in the video. If it's just the same exact context, then it's not really adding much value. I, I suppose for the people who are visually impaired, but there's software for that, so don't get me started. Never mind. So Chris Christie says, quote, I'm the only person willing to call out Donald Trump by name. The others fear him like he's Voldemort, unquote. Damn it. And I almost want to give him a modicum of kudos for using a Harry Potter reference. 
It is a good way to relate to the youth. They are big fans of HP. But nevertheless, this is about nine seconds long. I'll play it really quick. I've got these three guys who are all seemingly to compete um, with, you know, Voldemort. He or shall not be named. They don't want to talk about it. I've got... I got 56,000 views? Jeez Louise. I want to say this video is more quality than that, but come on now. Nine seconds, that's all you got to say? They got 1.6 thousand likes? Really? All right. Well, let's go to the comments. Maybe they'll all be overwhelmingly supportive of Chris Christie. Well, let's dive in and find out. John Rich says, quote, You live in a state of delusion. Unquote, getting 117 likes. Todd Friedman says, quote, You are one of the weakest candidates the GOP has ever shuffled forward. You are weak. Unquote, getting 33 likes. Let's see here. Conservative Voice says, quote, on the upside, you did get most of the booze, unquote, getting 33 likes. Nick Spice says, quote, how is it possible for you to get any less entertaining, unquote, getting 31 likes. A lot of people having gifs of a morbidly obese fat man riding a moped. And that got 48 likes. That came from MAGA Country. 45 Trumps all says, quote, please stop embarrassing yourself and your family. My gosh, unquote, getting 49 likes. Zaria Cortrum says, quote, you can say anything you want because no one cares enough to actually grill you on it. Unquote, getting 27 likes. Let's see here. Oh, dear God. Perhaps one of the best examples of you not wanting to have the picture-in-picture -picture technology yet there's a gif of Chris Christie dancing juxtaposed with Lizzo dancing in clad clothing. It's hard to tell which is which. And Mark Wright, who posted that, says, Are they the same person you decide? Got five likes. Floridian Fogey says, quote, Don't throw names around Jabba, unquote, getting six likes. Which... Yeah, Chris Christie dancing. Another person did the same gif. Chris Christie wearing khakis. Shuffle dancing. Again, does he not have anyone in the in advertising or marketing or does he not have a PR team? Who would allow that? I can't fathom who would think that'd be a good idea to increase his brand value or his likability index. Well, we'll scroll down and see if there's anything else. A lot of people responding with the clown emoji. Let's see. A lot of people saying how Donald Trump lives in his head rent free. So as the youth might say, he was roasted, to say the least, or ratioed as well. Now, Chris Christie had another highlight where he put on his Twitter. And this one, he says, quote, Eight years ago, Trump said he was your voice. He's letting us know what he'll be in a second term. It's not your retribution, it's his retribution. And thankfully, this is only 26 seconds long. You want to know why those poll numbers are where they are? Because folks like these three guys on the stage make it seem like his conduct is acceptable. Let me make it clear. His conduct is unacceptable. He's unfit. And be careful of what you're going to get. If you ever got another Donald Trump term, he's letting you know. I am your retribution. Thank he will you. only be, Elizabeth, 
He will only be his own retribution. He doesn't care for the American people. It's Donald Trump first. You want? Hmm. Interesting. Got 40,000 views for that video and 1.5 thousand likes. Wonder if I wonder if maybe people agree with him. I mean, statistically speaking, no, that's probably absolutely not the case. But let's dive in the comments, find out. Will Harder says, quote, why can't you actually answer Tom Fitton's question? Why can't you just answer specific questions? I quote, gain 12 likes. Todd Freeman says, quote, we want some retribution. Read the room, man. Unquote, gain six likes. The Chandelier says, quote, his retribution is my retribution. Unquote, gain four likes. Todd Freeman also says, no one, funny, no one ever has said Chris Christie is our voice. Let that simmer, unquote, gain six likes. Alex Miller says, you're not even close to winning, unquote, gain six likes. I wonder if there's sound on this. So during the, looks like there isn't sound, but during the break, they have Chris Christie waddling up to the, not the, the moderators. And he looks like he's arguing with Megyn Kelly. Certainly not happy with how it's going. Let's see here. Here's a fun poll. So Pollmaster says, quote, What's Chris Christie fit for, with the two options being President or McDonald's janitor? Of the 47 people who voted, 34% did say he was fit for President. 66% of people said McDonald's janitor. Although... Perhaps it could be the president of McDonald's. Perhaps there's a way the, in which the audience interpreted the question differently or wrong. Nevertheless, a lot of people just say nope. A lot of people saying Trump 2024, Vivek 2024. Holy, well, Tom Smith says, quote, you have my vote. I got four likes. Valley says, quote, you have my vote. That got two likes. No way, I have to see his profile. So I'm looking at Valley's profile. Person joined Twitter in 2011, has 608 followers. I don't know if they're mentally vacuous, but they seem to just repost everything. Maybe they're a robot. Registering, interestingly enough, looks like there were a couple positive responses. Not many. It wasn't as bad as the Chris Christie effect. The phenomenon in which Chris Christie gets zero positive responses to a tweet which has happened multiple times. Now, the real question is, will this actually help him in the polls? Will he go up at all? He's consistently been below 3% in the polls. And I don't see, because he's alienated so many people, especially on the Trump audience, I don't see him going up in the polls anytime soon. I don't think he'll break 3%. I could be wrong. It's happened before, allegedly. Let me know in the comments. Do you think Chris Christie will ever get above 3% in the polls? I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Wana Banana lead poisoning cases mount. Now, this is especially tragic because this is a novelty children's food item in which it is a packet of goop. It looks like it is applesauce. Because, again, eating applesauce out of a plastic container, heaven forbid that's too much effort and work. You can't do that. You have to have a pouch where you just squeeze it. And... It looks like we reported on this a couple months ago where it was found that there's lead contaminants in these products. And there was a big recall. Now, unfortunately, 
it's uh, very heartbreaking because children are being affected by this and the recall I don't it's hard to say whether it was not vocal enough or whether the word got out there enough but unfortunately not enough people were made aware of the recall and we're seeing these cases mount now this is coming to us thanks to NBC News and it specifically going to look at the reporter which is this is coming from Berkeley Loveless Jr. and they noted that the number of children with lead poisoning potentially linked to tainted pouches of cinnamon apple puree and apple cinnamon applesauce has increased to 64. This is according also to the Food and Drug Administration reported last week. The 64 cases up from 57 to Thursdays ago all involved children under the age of 6 according to the agency. All were reported to it from October 17th to December 1st. The FDA has homed in on the cinnamon as the most likely source of the lead in the three recalled products, Wana Banana Apple Cinnamon Fruit Puree, Schnick's Apple Sauce Pouches with Cinnamon, and Weiss Cinnamon Apple Sauce. Although, that being said, the investigation disclaimer is ongoing, so it could potentially affect more of their products. They also know that the agency said that it has conducted an on-site inspection of the facility in Ecuador that makes the applesauce pouches and the ingredient sample collection is underway and of course one banana one banana terrible marketing I barely terrible marketing or just my speaking ineptitudes little column a little column b however if you click subscribe it could very well assist in my enunciation as well as my slowing down my speaking pace it may very well cure all my speaking ineptitudes i'm not a doctor just saying it's worth a shot to click the subscribe button could be the cure now they also are noting that Specifically, the FDA said that in babies and children who consume the contaminated cinnamon apple pouches, blood lead levels were at or above 3.5 micrograms per deciliter, a level at the, at, that the CDC considers higher than what's seen in most children. As of Wednesday, cases have been reported in 27 states, including Alabama, Arkansas, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Missouri, North Carolina, Nebraska, North New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. Now, all that being said is especially tragic because the youth are much more likely to be affected because your body is developing. They're much more vulnerable and much more at risk when it comes to these types of dangerous products, these types of dangerous substances. And again, this whole the whole marketing for these companies, if you look at the packaging materials, it's all colorful cartoons, it's all aimed towards children. And to have a product where, again, safety should be tantamount, paramount, it should be the top thought at every step of the manufacturing process, it should always be safety, especially if it's a child-related product. Because parents, well, I should have a caveat, good parents, granted, it's a little pessimistic, I don't know how many of those are left these days, but nevertheless, Good parents are very actively involved in finding out what's healthy for the children. They're filtering out what content is good for them. They're looking at what food products are good for them. And they're making sure that only the best things are being given to their children. And again, to have this brand to the point where it's tied to such a big controversy. And the silver lining is it doesn't appear there's any deaths. So that's always a blessing. But to have such an issue where there could be, there very well could be long-term detrimental health side effects because of this. How many parents are going to trust this brand again? I, I don't think any of them would. I don't think any of them should. 
It's one of the biggest breaches of trust and one of the worst things a company can do. And unfortunately, I don't know if this, this company should definitely take out some extra advertising and get the word out because obviously not enough parents are realizing this issue as more and more cases are coming out. And I truly hope the best for everyone involved. And I do hope, you know, everything is made whole and more and more parents are made aware of the situation. But to have a child-related product and not have safety be the number one priority and they have more people affected by this, neg by this negative instance, that's gotta be the business bundle of the day. Thank you everyone again for taking the time to tune in today. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also leaving a comment is a great way to give me some feedback. Let me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.